0: Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to tonight's episode of Patriot Strong. I am here with Melissa McAtee. If you do not know who she is or have not heard her name, which I'm sure my audience most of you have, she is the Pfizer whistleblower. And I am lucky enough to have been able to grab her for uh, a few minutes of her time so she can share with you everything that um, has happened between the start of all of this ridiculousness and now. So, uh, Melissa, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it so much.
1: Yes, no problem. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Um, and for those of you uh, or my audience who don't know, can you just kind of give a little bit of your background and what you did at Pfizer?
1: Yeah, so I uh, lived in a small town where um, it was originally called Hospira. Um, same coin, different side. It's just another big pharma company. I got hired at 19, um, as a pharmaceutical assistant, which is basically a fancy term for a packaging assistant. I put the units in cartons and boxes, um, kind of like the final observance of the, um, product before getting shipped out by warehouse. Um, I had a really good eye for detail, never really made mistakes. And so quality was like, Hey, we're hiring, um, why don't you come apply? So I applied, got the job. Um, quality was kind of like the cool kids of the plant because they kind of do whatever they wanted. Um, they didn't, they have a boss, but like really it's just to give them stuff to do when there's nothing to do and just, yep. <laughs> you know? And so, uh, but yeah, they hired me for that in 2017. So I would have been there about five years at that point. And so when they hired me on to that, I got to that position until I was terminated in August of last year, um, or October, technically, of last year. And so uh, basically, what Quality was in charge of was operations of almost the entire plant. The only places we didn't deal a whole lot with was compounding, which is where they mix the drugs, and like laboratory, where they do the science stuff. Those are really the only things we didn't have anything to do with. Um, But when it came to like fill lines and processes, um, we were in charge of making sure protocols were followed, or protocols were followed, that everything was accounted for, paperwork was always in the correct area, signed for, dated. Uh, Pfizer bought Hospira in 2015, and we noticed a huge shift. Um, Not that Hospira was, like, relaxed, like, not good. It's just the rules amped up times 100 when Pfizer took over. Um, Probably because Hospira was, like, having issues at the time when Pfizer bought them. So they, like, wanted to, like, get real tight so the FDA couldn't get them for anything, maybe. I don't know. But um, we noticed right away that the FDA dealings were a lot different. Um, When it was Hospira, you could freely speak to the FDA. You were uh, encouraged to answer questions when asked, just different things like that. Um, They never told you to go hide. We almost didn't know. We knew like the week they were coming, but we never really knew when they'd be on the floor in your room. But when Pfizer took over, you knew the moment they parked in the parking lot, walked in the door, and they would tell you, line down and go hide for an hour. And don't speak, if if anybody asks you a question, you're supposed to refer them to your supervisor, which is a little odd to me. I <coughs> think it sounds yeah. funny if you're doing your job and they ask you, hey, why are you doing this? And you say, ask my supervisor, that sounds silly. <laughs> not that that ever happened. I'm a talking machine, so then let it stop me. But um, they would like block off hallways and like tell you, you couldn't walk down hallways where they were like, that's how the extent they went to. They did not want their employees speaking to the FDA. And that was probably the first red flag, and that was, you know, in 2000, 17, maybe. And um, my indication that stuff was changing with this COVID stuff, because obviously everybody was, well, I didn't see this coming. I know some people totally did. They knew right away it was a sham. I did not. I was somebody who um you know my mother-in-law was a nurse um I wouldn't let her come over you know like I was kind of paranoid at the beginning um mainly because I didn't want to get others sick Um, I didn't really care if I got sick I cared about getting others sick but um Pfizer totally kind of they implemented the masks when the pandemic was like over you know Because like when the pandemic was at the height, they didn't really mandate the masks, but then they did. And I remember walking down the hall and hearing the plant manager speaking to somebody he was on a tour with going, oh, these are going to be part of the uniform eventually. And he was saying that. And I was like, oh, great, you know, um, whatever. And so I told all my coworkers that, no, they're going to make these permanent. And sure enough, they did eventually (laughs) make them permanent. So that came true. And when I, as a quality auditor, when we go down on the floor, when our hands on with the vials or we have uh, numerous configurations, so there's like syringes, ampules, Um, they discontinued ampules right at the end of me being there, but, um, and carpy jacks, which are kind of like syringes, but for IVs, um, different kinds of vials, liquids, lyophilized product, all of that, we had, we dealt with all kinds. Um, But liquid vial was really the main. We only did injectables at my plant, so we had to be visually inspection trained, which means when Pfizer took over, I was only in the job for about six months before the rules really changed, and they got us in there real deep. Um, You could only look at one unit at a time. You used to be able to look at however many you could fit in your hands, um, which we thought was good. As quality, you want to catch when there's glass, metal. Debris right. in the units, right? That's usually a good thing. But then we got too good at our jobs and we were failing almost every batch. Like I'm not kidding. Like we were finding so much stuff wrong with them that they were like, okay, we're gonna change this a little bit. And then they <laughs> changed it to where you couldn't really see what you were looking at. They made it a little bit more difficult there towards the end, um, where they actually have you put the units in blocks so you can't see everything. It's ridiculous. But um I what um, my job was to go down look at units in every batch the minimum we looked at was 800 the minimum usually okay so it can go up higher but so I've looked at probably hundreds of thousands of units because that was my job every day and we never saw a product that behaved the way this product does um everybody everybody not an exception at all in the plant everybody I talked to has never seen a product like this vaccine. Granted, we don't really make vaccines. <clears throat> and if we do, we don't realize we're making it because they have fancy names. You know, right. sometimes they're name brand names, sometimes they're not, you know. We make hydromorphone, um, Levifed, um Vancomycin, Remdesivir. Um, we make things like that. But <laughs> yeah, um, I noticed something was up. Um, it was, I was one of the first auditors to deal with the vaccine. So I go down and I walk in and I see it's glowing on the table. And that was my first red flag because, um, they had tightened security around this vaccine and everything, which I thought was really weird, but I thought, eh, they've kind of been weird for a while. I was like, okay, but when I saw the glowing, I knew something, it didn't sit right in my suddenly all the conspiracy theories were true. And so that's how I got to where I am today. Um, And I did accidentally, shortly before this, it was, or after, the glowing was the first thing, but after that, I figured out I could access the database (laughs) from my computer. And I stumbled across some very disturbing disturbing documents and emails, which was my last day in the plan, which was August 20th, 2021. So um, that's basically how I ended up leaving. Um, I went on a mental health leave because um, insurance was through me. I had just gotten married last July. And so like I could, I didn't want to just leave, but I knew I couldn't go back. And so I filed for a mental health leave and didn't go back until I could figure out what to do.
0: Right, and not to interrupt like anything, but actually uh, um, how, like I knew of you, prior but you had um been showing up in my reels which funny enough um like so much recently and actually one of the first ones that I had watched uh where when you were um describing like the difference between the backgrounds that you would put the vials in and like in some backgrounds they looked more clear ish than the other ones they were glowing so
1: like yes, literally um... glowing <laughs> Yes, literally. Now, this product is very different. Now, when I say glowing, some people tend to think, I mean, you can turn the lights off and like glow stick it. That's not how it works. It simply is with light, not a black light. You don't need a black light, at least not out of the body. I don't know if you do for in the body, but um, outside of the body, in the vial, no black light is needed. Um, Just color and a, a darker background which again, we had never seen anything like that. Um, I'll gladly show it to you real quick here. Yeah, please, thank a couple you. couple pictures. This is my badge, just, you know, for people who are concerned, can you see it?
0: Yeah, it's perfect.
1: Okay. So this here is my badge, it's Pfizer property. You can see this key that's attached. That's my um, controlled vault key. So like the controlled drugs, I was privileged to have that. Like I was kind of, I was higher up employee. I wasn't just some low level peon. Uh, Some people think that quality is just nothing but we literally had the authority to run the plant, shut down the plant, get product out or keep product in. That was our job. So this is a normal product on my light test table. It is almost clear like water. Um, It's the same size vial and the same color cap exactly that the COVID vaccine is, but this is a, I believe this is an Epoten product. And I could be wrong on that, but it's a product that looks visually similar to the product minus the solution. And then this is the product. Now here you can see, it's in the, on the same table, same location, in front of the dark background on the stainless steel table with an LED light, but it's just totally different looking. It it, it changes color. Right. I can see
0: that. Which is so
1: crazy it, in real time. And it has this em- emission of light. Like, I don't want to say that it glows in the dark because I don't know if it would, but it shifts and it illuminates. Right. Like it just yeah, illuminates. Very, very much. Yeah. And then from, and this is uh, instantaneous photos. Like I took these next two um, literally a second apart. It's the same unit, same location. So this is what it looks like on the white. It's almost totally clear with just a very slight yellow tint to it, which is normal. Um, Product is either very clear like water or has a very slight yellow to it. And then this was when I would shift it over to the black. And it just totally changed. I had never seen anything like that before, neither had any of my co-workers. Um, people who have been there 40, 50 years, never seen anything like this. And so here's a regular product. This is um, a little car syringe thing. It. Uh, this is it on the white, and this is it on the black. No color change. If you see any blue here at the bottom, it's a reflection from my glove. It is just clear. It did not color shift, nothing... This is how normal product behaves. Nothing changes. Um, mm. Yes. And so it's a big change. So that was my first red flag when I saw these things. And then the same day, um, I actually emailed Albert Borla and Communications and asked them if luciferase was being used. Uh, well, actually, no thats I asked them previously, like a couple of weeks, I said, "Hey, we're hearing theories that there's luciferase. Is this true?" They said no. Well, when I saw this, I went and emailed them and I said, hi, I'm a quality auditor. Um, I'm having questions arise from the manufacturing lines wanting to know why this product is glowing. I would like to know so that I can inform them of why. And they say, we're not aware of any glowing. Do you have pictures? (laughs) That was their response. Of course. So the people who are in charge of answering the questions and supposed to know about the product don't know what it looks like.
0: Then. So, I don't mean to interrupt, but for, um, my audience who might not know what that is, the, what, l- l- what is it?
1: Luciferase?
0: Yeah, what is that, and, like, what would make it, like, glow or not glow, if, like, how can you tell, and what is it?
1: So, the reason I'm guessing that that's what it is, is because luciferase is a bioluminescence. It causes, okay. it causes a glow, and it's usually used in testing processes. So like when they're testing mice, they want to see where the cells move within the body. That makes and sense. so, yes. And so they'll track the cells with luciferase. So then they'll look with a special light and they'll see where those cells moved, which by the way, they did know that it went to the reproductive organs, the kidneys, the lungs, they didn't know that. Um, uh, a specific kind of luciferase that I think it is, is this uh, dinoflagulate. I could be saying that wrong. Um, but the reason I think it's this is because there's been new evidence um, in their patent. It says that it changes our double helix to a triple helix. Um, so if you look here, it says it has a three helix bundle structure. So I thought that was interesting hmm. and that it is a capable of emitting light and it's a blue light compared to green like other ones.
0: Well, you know, that's really interesting. I did a show with Clay Clark a few weeks ago and he was talking about the double helix versus the triple helix that's in those who take the vaccine and how it literally changes your entire DNA, uh, you know, your entire DNA. And yeah. it's so funny because so many of us were saying that in the beginning that don't take this. It's literally going to change your DNA. It's going to go into your heart, lungs, liver, reproductive organs, whatever. And uh, so many of, you know, literally my friends and family, they laughed at me for saying that and you're literally proving it with black and white documents. So, uh, yes. wow. Yes, they,
1: they definitely used a CRISPR-Cas9 technology, which is um, alone gene editing. It's always been known as gene editing and they need those RNAs for guides for the Cas9 and things like that. And so to try to separate it, Because that's what they try to do. They try to separate it and say they didn't use any CRISPR-Cas9 technology or nanotech, which they did use nanotech. So it's just they try to separate it. And I don't think it's separate. I definitely think they used it. I have a lot of documents discussing the CRISPR-Cas9 method, um, where it talks about entering the nucleus, editing the gene, only they try to frame it up as good, right? They try to act like we can get rid of cancer, the cancer gene. We can get rid of this gene or that gene that's bad. But it's like, okay, like that doesn't sound, as a Christian, that sounds like playing God. And I don't like that. Yeah, exactly. And so that's what luciferase is. Luciferase okay. is just basically a natural occurring chemical. Of course, they you know, they'll make it man-made luciferase and it emits a glow in testing so that they can track the movement of cells usually is what it is. Huh. I personally if I had to guess why it could possibly be in there for a vaccine it could be to see who's vaccinated and who's not.
0: And you know the name itself is very interesting to the luciferase.
1: Yes it the was thing- named by a Frenchman. <laughs> It was originally found like a long time ago when they patented it as luciferase, but it's code. Now, I do have a a proof of document that says a bio an electroluminescence product is 666, but I don't know if uh, luciferase is or not. I've heard other people say that. I, I can't prove that. So I don't like to say that that's right. fact because I don't know. But um, the same day that I noticed the glowing, um, I went to the package lines because obviously I'm from there, they know me, so I go to the packaging lines and I notice something funny. So normally on a five milliliter product, this is what a label looks like on the unit. It's centered and it's centered so that if while we're on the line and we find a crack in a vial, we can look at the units we need to look at, reinspect them without having to go through the main hours of peeling the labels. So there's usually a pretty big enough gap over here, and then there's equal space on top and bottom. It's usually perfectly centered before the, between the shoulder and bottom of the vial. But this product was totally almost flush with the bottom. Wow! And normally, so you can't see it exactly. And this isn't the best photo, but I wasn't supposed to be taking pictures at the time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wonder why. So,
1: yeah oh it uh the pictures I have this was before they got strict they weren't strict for about a week but then they got very strict and literally have people watching you every move so um this here you can see there's still a little gap in it and you can see some solution but it's not normal like it shouldn't look so low like that and when I asked the SPOs which are the senior production operators are the ones who run the machines I said, hey, is there a protocol to do this? Because when something's out of the ordinary, there has to be an amendment. So it can't just um, be willy-nilly, oh, the machine's placing it a little lower. No, they'll make you repeal all of those and redo it if the labels aren't straight or perfect or where they should be. Some product goes as far as to tell you exactly measurements where they should be. Like, this is a precise product, a precise thing. Yeah. So... I said, okay, is there any amendments? And they said, no, this is just how they told us to do it. And so then I go to the, the group lead and I ask her, I say, hey, is there any paperwork that says you guys should be placing these this low? Well, no, but that's just how we were trained because they uh, dedicated a whole room to this packaging for this. So they're like, this is just how we were trained, how it would look. And I'm like, okay, but this is out of the ordinary. We need documentation. And I never, nothing ever came of it. And Some. No. Yeah. And so something I think people should know is a lot of safety and quality protocols were totally bypassed. Okay. Um, when I say that it should scare you because this is literally stuff that is good. They were forcing injection. Um, so it's something that in my opinion, um, is life or death. If you get a bad unit, you can die. It's going directly into your system. And each vial has six doses. So all right there, one bad vial is six people. So, um, but I would like to point out that that was due to the EUA that was signed under President Trump that actually gave them permission to bypass all of this stuff, okay? This wasn't like Big Pharma just decided they were gonna do all of this and they're gonna get caught and get held accountable. No, they technically did what they were allowed to do which is bypass and step over a lot of Hmm. protocols, things that I wasn't used to because I would take things to my manager, like things that I'd see going on. And I'd say, this can't be right, can it? You know, and he'll go, he'll go, yeah, that's not right. And then he'll go report it to his higher up and they'll say, nope, UA, just keep going. You know, um, It got so bad to where um, one of my friends was one of the leads over this, okay, leads over the whole operation, and normally, if something is missing a signature, you have to call that person in, and they have to come sign it, if it wasn't, like, a performed by act. If it's something that was performed, like, let's say sweeping, okay, (laughs) something small like that, sweeping, but can't prove that you did it. It needs reswept. You resweep and then you sign. Someone does. Okay. Um, a date, you were to never back date. So, like, let's say you did something two days ago, you signed for it, but you forgot to date. So, you just write in the date, you knew you did it. That you'll get fired. Literally, they will fire right. you for something like that. But nope, under this EUA, there could be a signature having been missing for seven days and they'll go back in there and sign it and date it for the back date. And that's scary to me because. <laughs> They literally, you will be fired if you do these things. You will, this could be a crime, even depending what, where you are, what you're doing. It can be a federal crime. So, all of those things were bypassed, and it was very scary to me. Um, uh, To show, let's see here. I do have um, some pictures of the emails, and I haven't really gotten to talk a whole lot. I did on the Stu Peter show, but um, there's a, before uh, you go um, any further, emails?
0: I'm sorry not to interrupt you, but do you know, um, you know, that an EUA, emergency use authorization, even though it's signed, it's only signed if there are no other alternatives to treat whatever. So what's your opinion on that? Like, I know that Trump signed an EUA, but well, there he- were obviously other things that can treat, you know, what's happening. So what, what do you think about all of that?
1: I think he was right about, you know, the ivermectin. Ivermectin is an antiparasitic, and I think that's very alarming considering we now know there's parasites in these vials. Um, oh, wow.
0: That's
1: yes, a good point. Uh, yes, Dr. Carrie Madej, um pointed out very clearly that there's parasitic hydra and that there's nanotech in these things, specifically in the Pfizer one. And then um, ivermectin, they called it a horse dewormer, you know, But it's an anti-parasitic, which Mm. isn't that interesting that that worked. (laughs) Um, But he knew it worked and he knew that the, (laughs) please forgive me, I don't remember everything perfectly, but he said something about the light working that they were using to kill this. Like there were things that worked and I don't know, like um, I would prefer Trump 10,000 times over Biden, but I still just don't understand how... Like, was he afraid? Like, he's not a man who's afraid to stand up for what he thinks, right? So I'm just kind of like, what happened? Like, how how was this allowed to happen to where basically Big Pharma got to play experiment guinea pig on everybody in the world?
0: And do you think that maybe he did that? And I'm not trying to go into politics in this episode, but uh, just to expose them because everybody knew that there was an alternative thing, so they tried, like Big Pharma did try and push their vaccines, or do you think that was just like a a look, or what do you think?
1: I think that he's had the Big Pharma giants at his rallies. I think that the Johnson & Johnson specifically, I don't know what to think about any politician anymore. Um, Trump was kind of, I voted for Trump. I'm not, you know, saying anything wrong about liking Trump or wanting Trump as president, nothing like that. But there's no way that the president of the USA didn't know what was going on. Totally just, you know, not know. Right. And didn't, because um, with like all of the stuff with, um, for example, the media discredit him greatly. He tried to maybe get out ivermectin, right? He talked about it, but the media totally shut it down. And not anybody, honestly, in my circle, um, almost no one believed the ivermectin thing. Everybody oh, yeah. thought that he was crazy, that anybody who took it was crazy. Um, unfortunately I tend to be like the only Christian slash conservative Republican in my friend group, in my circle, me and my husband. And so unfortunately I never got that chance to where I could take something that they deemed authentic to show it to them. And it's right. not really fair because Trump said it. So then therefore they discredit it. And I thought that was just crap. There's people out there who discredit me just because I was on project Veritas. So I totally get what that's <laughs> like. Um, but I just feel like how, how could this have, how, you know, cause like, I just don't understand how we got to this point, uh, to where the whole world's been a Guinea pig of big pharma and it was allowed
0: yeah, and that's one thing that I don't like. Um, I don't like that he has not come back and like retracted any positive statements against the vaccines
1: at all. Um, which shows we're not sheep because you can still support a politician, but just because Papa Trump said go get the vaccine doesn't mean we run out and go get it. Right. You know. Um, I'd like to show um some of these emails that I think are important. They're the graphene oxide emails. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think they're important because it shows the truth of like how Pfizer views, um, let me get it pulled up here. Here it is. Um, So this is an email chain between a woman named Sandra um, to a guy named, I think Steve. Yeah, Steve. Um, And basically she's getting a lot of inquiries wanting to know if graphene oxide is in the vaccine. And so she sends this email and it says, I just wanted to check if the statement is acceptable acceptable regarding graphene oxide, please. I see that Sarah is out of office and we've received quite a few inquiries on this. So here's her proposed answer to the question. Graphene oxide is not used during the manufacturing of the vaccine. And the final product does not contain graphene oxide. We cannot guarantee that minute amounts of substances are not contained in raw materials obtained from our suppliers. To ensure we have a consistent and reliable supply of medications, we must use a network of suppliers and manufacturing sites globally for both active and inactive ingredients. And Steve sends a response back and he says, hey, Sandra, it would obviously be preferred to not add that second sentence that we cannot guarantee. (laughs) It is our common disclaimer to protect against any ingredients that may be in raw materials that we do not confirm against in any way. If we have the ability to specifically omit it, we should, but it would be likely to require some extensive confirmation from GCMC, but I think that this statement, that this is the statement we should go with for now. Hopefully, our customers would appropriately consider that disclaimer in the right way. Wow. So that to me, basically, the peanut butter company can't guarantee you there's no bugs in that peanut butter. Okay. That's their common disclaimer. If you message them and say, are there... Is there bugs in your peanut butter? They're going to say, our ingredients do not contain bugs. That's what they're going to say, right? They're they're not going to say, oh yeah, it happens all the time, you know, and graphene oxide is not something that's a hoopsie, you know, um, Pfizer was receiving pre-mixed COVID vaccine from China. Okay. Pre-made. Wow. Unmarked by the way. Yes. And unmarked meaning no information for any person receiving it in English to understand. So um, basically, let's just say this is true. Let's say, oops, it got in there um, during a process that we we don't take responsibility for. It is still a recall issue. It is still a quality issue. And it is something that should have been addressed when, for example, the um, Dr. Pablo Cambria in Spain, when he was finding the graphene oxide, they should have said, we need to take this seriously. But they didn't. Instead, they totally discredited his claim and said he's a loon. And it's not true.
0: You've given us so much information and this is crazy. Um, it's not all gonna fit in one show, obviously. So I would absolutely love to have you back on. Um, if you can give, I know that you have a Gibson Go. If you can uh, share that and where people can reach you.
1: Yes, um, I have a Gibson Go. Um, it would be greatly appreciated. Um, I'm seven months pregnant. <laughs> oh, Congratulations. Uh, yeah. A uh, baby boy. Oh my uh, gosh. Uh it would be greatly appreciated. Prayers or donation, whatever. Um, but it's uh givesendgo.com forward slash Pfizer Whistleblower. And it's all one Pfizer whistleblower. Um, my media platforms, I've recently downloaded the Chinese communist app of TikTok um <laughs> because I felt that was like my last resort to get stuff out there. So I'm on there under, I believe it's Melissa McAtee 92. Let me double check that because it's still fairly new. No, it's just Melissa K McAtee, M-E-L-I-S-S-A-K-A-Y-M-C-A-T-E-E. And then my Instagram is Melissa McAtee 92. And then I also have a Telegram, but that one's kind of hard to find. It's probably under Melissa McAtee, but um, I share that link on those other platforms. Okay. And then if people are interested, I have a YouTube channel called Disciples Digest with Melissa McAtee, and I do a mix of Pfizer expose and Bible teachings. So that's awesome. Kind of
0: Um, And I will put all of that up. Please, I'll connect with you after the show um, just to set up a part two and it doesn't have to be anytime soon, maybe the next two or three weeks, whatever. Um, This is going to take off and I'm so thankful for your bravery and for you standing up uh, for everything that you have shown tonight. And I cannot wait to connect again so you can go into a part two because what you're doing, exposing all of this, uh, you know, A lot of us were tricked from the very beginning and you know we were it was pushed down our throats by you know social media and mainstream media and all of this and it does take whistleblowers and people that are brave enough to stand up and speak out that's going to make a change so thank you very much for what you're doing.
1: And thank you you know you play a part of people like you who have the podcast who try to get us on there that also helps a lot. I mean you're still risking just as much you know. Um, your credibility, your family, your because there's a lot of crazy people out there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely.
1: I really appreciate it.
0: Well, thank you so much, Melissa, for joining me. And I cannot wait to have you back on. Uh, you guys are going to need to watch this one or two times. Take notes, share it with your friends, uh, family. What, you know, weren't believing all of the facts, you know, the things that we said from the very beginning she has proof. It's right there in black and white. She has photo proof and she is, uh, risking everything. So please go to her gifts and go donate. If you feel led, go follow her on all the social medias. Uh, again, thank you so much. And uh, I can't wait for part two.
1: Yes. And thank you so much. It was wonderful meeting you.
0: You too. God bless you. God bless this country and together we're patriots strong. Bye guys.